ACL Nation, welcome in to Bagging and Bragging. This is episode number three. Misha and I are going to have an interview with Jimmy Humans. We're also going to go through the weekend at Myrtle Beach. We had a long weekend and we had a awesome team draft on Sunday. So we'll kind of recap everything. Misha, how you doing? Doing good. I was saying earlier uh, that I feel like the exhaustion hasn't hit. Like, no, it's like because I'm moving, I haven't stopped yet, right? So, like, so I haven't had time. So, as soon as I like stop and stay stationary and like lay down and relax, I know I'm gonna be like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you, you can kind of see on the background here the the jerseys are in, folks. For all of you that have been messaging me, the K9 jerseys are in. I just need time to get them mailed out. So, yeah, it's been nonstop for me as well. But the exhaustion has definitely hit. I think we had a 17-hour drive total. Nico and Stephanie took the first 10 hours of it, and then they dropped me off in Louisville. And I finished off the entire trip, the last eight hours, just solo. And oh. in the rain, driving in the rain when you're exhausted and it gets dark around 5 o'clock. So I was, I was tired, got to bed, fell right to sleep, didn't even charge my phone. I woke like, up in a panic. It. Yeah. What time is it? <laughs> yeah, I woke up in a panic. I'm like, oh, we're supposed to record today. I was wondering I, if you're gonna sleep through. Hey, did you notice my shirt? I did. I did. Looking very fleekable there, Mish. I appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it. It, it took a lot for me to get this shirt. I asked for it, and you said no. It's just for my paid subscribers. You so did, like, yeah, you did. But then you 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 paid in other ways with all the mental strengthening that you've done for me. So it wouldn't <laughs> like be I, where I am if it wasn't for you. I got a reward. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fleekable. I like it. Exactly. Thanks, Wally. But no, well, it was fun. It was a fun weekend. I'm, I'm excited I, to relax a little bit, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a couple of, like, busier days, and then I'm hoping the back half of the week I can just sort of relax. And I was talking to the new social media girls for the ACL, and I was like, so what do you think of your first? And they're like, this is a lot. I, <laughs> I said, yeah. It was their first, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, don't, don't. I'm like, don't worry. You'll start to get better at these. Like, it's such a learn sort of tricks. Like, for example, I always block off a couple days before I couldn't block off a couple days after because of some of the way this stuff landed, but like no other appointments are coming on my calendar this entire week. Like I'm leaving lots of space <laughs> for relaxation, nice. but yeah, we shall see. Yeah. I plan on doing the same thing Thursday. I think for Thursday it's, it's a do nothing day for me. I, I plan on probably just playing call of duty, sitting in front of the TV, watching the rest of season three now, or <laughs> I'm, I'm firing through Yellowstone. Um, yeah. What Actually, I'm on season four. It's almost done. How season many seasons four. are there? I don't know. I think five oh, or six. Okay. But okay, they also have getting... like a couple spinoff shows that yeah. you know, I'd be interested to watch. So I'll be entertained. Okay. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Bagging and Bragging after this. All righty. Well, I'm pretty excited about uh, getting into the teams. Uh, I feel like we didn't have time to digest it or whatever. So I want to kind of look at that more. And uh, I am feeling really biased for my Cali slingers. So okay. I'm like, and so like, I'm just like, oh no, like the team's great. But I, I have to say that I would be honest if I thought there was some bad picks there. And I know the Travis Purser pick, like we talked about was, was a little bit controversial in some people's eyes, but overall I, I really like the team and I'm excited but I also am excited, hopefully, fingers crossed, to see fans in the stands root yeah. with their team gear on, be like doing the whole thing. Yeah, so I guess we be bragging right now. Are we be bragging? 
Oh, do you want me to put you got the graphic up? You got a graphic, you might as well use it, right? But yeah, I I think that uh, the Cali Slingers kind of surprised me. I know you were biased, so I kind of shut out, shut them down right off the bat. I was like, like, it's just California, whatever. And I looked at the team (laughs) and I was like, it's pretty decent, pretty decent. Can't help it. But how excited would you be if the Cali Slingers just traded for all California players? Well, you know what? I don't even necessarily care about the regionality of it. I think that um, they got really good players and I can get excited about all those players. Like honestly, yeah. the, the, the having Rosie streaker, I mean, that was huge. I'm, I love Rosie streaker. She's one of my favorite people. Allison Peters, another favorite person of mine. So I actually like having some of the people across the world that I think can rep Cali. Yeah. I think, t- I think teams formats going to be a lot of fun this year. I, I like the different jerseys, not just the different names. Mm-hmm. Each Jersey is designed a little bit differently. So shout out to Davies on that. But I, I think that, it's going to add another element too, because some people might just be like, oh, blue is my favorite color. I'm going blue or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not a big blue guy, but I'm going the Florida freeze. I just, yeah. I just they like tried to make the colors, you know, like similar to the colors of other sports happening in that area. And so if we're going to be bragging, let's brag on a uh, Davis streaker for the yep. design because man, did he nail it? And he did the Cali one first and his kids Loved that logo. So the fact that Rosie went to the Blue Bears is awesome. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm also bragging on the production that uh, Trey Ryder and myself did. We were back in the truck pushing all the buttons. I think, Mish, we had six computers around us at some point. <laughs> it looked we were, crazy. Yeah, so it's, it's like I, I had to go and steal a chair from the director's table so I could swivel. And I was like, all right, update that, update that, update that. Good to go. <laughs> And probably like around eight, around eight or nine, I finally got to the point where like I was ahead of the captains, and I was just pick, pick, pick. You got in your got in your groove. You're like, what? I got in my groove, yeah. <laughs> I got this. Trey was on point. He didn't miss a beat. Um, we stayed there, I think, the whole time. We we got up to take a couple of restroom breaks, but I mean, we stayed pretty much at that table the entire time, and we were we were yeah. grinding. But yeah, bragging no, on I- the squad, man. Anthony, Jeff, yourself, uh, Bernie, Stacy, Trey. Even the social media team, I think we all nailed it. I think it went well. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of room for improvement. Oh, there's always <laughs> there's room a for lot of room for improvement. But Facebook, social media, we hear you, we see you. We're going to take it into consideration. Trust us, we are already working on it. Well, and, I was going to say, what they're saying, we've probably already thought of, and yeah. more. And that's what I was going to brag on next is that the squad that we have with the ACL staff and the ACL bodies in the positions that they're in. I think we have potential for so much growth and so much improvement, but yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to say that uh, we have the right people in place to make this even better next year. So you got no choice but to tune in and watch, see if I'm right or wrong. (laughs) Well, look at the improvement from last year to this year. I mean, that was like night and day. What, what, right? Like we did massive improvement. Now I know, the one thing I want to speak to, though, is the entertainment factor. Like, mm-hmm. I know my husband sits there and watches the NFL draft, and I think it's the most boring thing ever to watch. Like, I don't think drafts are supposed to be, like, incredibly entertaining, right? Like, they just yeah. are what they are. But we could definitely, like, you know, me being out there doing the interviews, I wasn't planning on doing that. Like, with it, when we were prepping for this, the plan was for actually the three of us, Bernie, Jeff, and I, to be on that desk the entire time. Right. So, 
It wasn't until the morning of that they're like, you know what, we're going to have two and rotate out. Okay, so we rotate out. Then as I was sitting there, it was like, well, hey, do you want to go do some interviews back there? Okay. So it was just that part. If yeah. I would have thought of it ahead of time, I would have spent way more time out there doing the interviews and just got, got on the desk when Bernie or Jeff needed a break. Yeah, we changed on the fly, and I think it worked out well, so that's something we're going to take into next year. What do you think about the LED, LED boards? Oh, my God. That was so cool. That was I legit. like that. I like that. Yeah. that. That steps up the A-frames quite a bit. So A little bit. And one, I hate the A-frames. They're just so much yeah, work to put like those to together. Put them together is, but two, I think it was awesome. It was bright. It was vibrant. Like It was really looking good. It wasn't as radiant as you <laughs> whenever you're doing your sideline reporting. We're going to tell the story of that. So Wally tells me, you did so good at sideline reporting. I said, Wally, you couldn't even hear me. How do you know I did good? And his quote, I could tell you were just radiant. It's <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I was stuck at the uh, open uh, broadcast the entire time. Those those were so long. Every day was like seventy to five yeah. hours, I think. Yeah, it felt like it. <laughs> we got through it, but uh, I want to give a real quick shout out to another production um, plus, in my opinion, Corey Russell came in clutch oh, yeah. with those graphics. So every time a new team came up, Trey was doing a great job of switching back and forth. But all those graphics were created by Corey Russell. Uh, so Corn, good job, buddy. Um, he runs the K9 unit broadcast on Wednesday. So bragging about having him in my corner. He's the best. We love corn and he's just an all around amazing person too. So a uh, big, big shout out to him. They looked incredible. Um, and the work he does does not go unnoticed. If you look nope. at those broadcasts he produces, he does an amazing job. Shout 100%. out. 100%. Yep. Um, as well, he mentioned later on in the show, we're going to talk to Jimmy humans about his team and also some of his controversial trades, because if you remember, right, uh, he had a couple trade, a couple picks. I mean, that Anthony didn't agree with. Um, and, and, and I remember Trey being, I was actually sitting next to him when the girls came over and said like, what was the biggest shock? And he mentioned one of Jimmy's picks. So, um, interesting to get, to get to talk to him more. And then I found out that a couple of people were upset that I didn't interview them on the draft day. <laughs> and I just wanted to clear the air that that was so not planned. And had I planned on doing that, I would have went to every single table and we would have started it much earlier, but we only started doing the interviews like kind of the back half of the draft. And then we just basically ran out of time because I, what I didn't want to do is get in the way while they were picking yeah. the person. But if only we had a platform where we could maybe interview them going forward about how I they mean, think the draft. If only that existed. Yeah. <laughs> we will get these people on the show. We will talk to them about what they did. I know it didn't happen during the draft, but um, I think we need to invite the uh, Carolina Coasters on first because they felt a little <laughs> bit snubbed. Um, but we, if Wally can contest to this. That was my next team I was going to. We ran yeah, out of time. We, we were going to go to it. And then the, the last few picks, they started going really, really quick. Uh, I think everybody had in mind who they wanted. And teams were only taking like 15, 20 seconds to make their last few picks. And then you had Trey. He was just like, let's wrap it up. Let's get going. Let's yeah, we're get trying going. To get <laughs> so I was like, hey, we, you want to do a two-minute long interview? That would have felt like four hours at that point. Yeah. So. Yep. No. So uh, we'll we'll get you guys we'll get you guys on the show, and we apologize. Um, but up next we have Jimmy Humans. So uh, get ready for that and enjoy uh, learning more about his draft strategy. All right, welcome back in. We have our special guest with us here today. We have Jimmy Humans, and he is part of the New England Woodchucks. We're just coming off the draft, so we wanted to bring Jimmy on so we could talk a little bit about 
um, that draft and what happened there and your experience. So welcome to the show, Jimmy. Thanks for having me, guys. What up? What up? I have to, uh, my first question, Jimmy, is just <laughs> this moment that really stuck out to me when you drafted Zach Shiv in our second round and Anthony goes, I don't like it. <laughs> just yeah. like, straight up, I don't like it. So tell us what was going through your uh, head there and what the strategy was. Yeah, so we had a couple people uh, that we were thinking of and then uh, they got pick- they got taken a little bit earlier than we expected. And that- so we have like backups and alternative players that we wanted being the first pick it's another 32 picks before we could pick again so we really wanted to get zach and he would not have been available even though everyone says he would have but he definitely would have he won his pro shootout bracket this last event he's he's been on a heater got it so yeah, he you, shot what you're very saying, well this last weekend for sure. So yeah. what you're yep. saying is there was some recency bias. It's <laughs> like the hot, the hot freaks yeah. of the recency, recency bias. Um, Kyle sees him throw a lot. He plays with Kyle down in Florida. So okay. it's uh, a constant. If you're playing in Florida and you're winning, you're doing pretty good considering yeah. all the throws down there. Is so, he another SIVA guy? He is. Yeah. So, so Storm is a SIVA guy. He's a SIVA guy. I don't know. I felt like it was a no brainer. We should also note that Jimmy is walking his dog. Yes, I am. <laughs> so that's what I, I thought it was just part of like a whole new year, new me thing. <laughs> yeah, walk through. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy needs to put some effort into losing weight. You're right. Got, no, I'm saying he's got to get the legs as strong as the arms. Otherwise, he looks like a little triangle, <laughs> like a Dorito yeah. shape, you know? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's the legs. <laughs> it's the legs. <laughs> well, let's talk about your uh, number one pick. This offseason, you knew you wanted to go into the season with Kyle Malone. You yep. had the number one pick. You were trying to trade out of the number one spot, and then Kyle went on a tear. Were you trying to trade out of that spot because you felt like you could get Kyle a little bit later? And then after his recent success, you were like, we're just going to stay here now? That's exactly it. So um, I know a lot of people wanted the one pick because they thought uh, some of their players were going to be taken. I felt like Kyle, as long as we got the pick before Florida, we would have been fine. And Florida was like in the middle of the pack, I think. So I don't think anyone would have picked him other than Florida because they know what, what how good he is. Like, they know what he's doing. Yeah. Well, not anymore. What type anymore, of trade offers were you sending out there? What's that? What type of trade offers were you sending out there now that it's over? So it, it depended on the team. We were, we were low-balling him, expecting him to uh, counter. Uh, some of the teams were, like, I don't know. I don't even know what they were thinking, like, to offer a pick. They, one team wanted uh, two first-round picks so they so they could stack their team, I guess. I don't know. But we offered, we it was uh, our first round for their and our fifth round for their first and second. That was like the main offer. Was what we were doing. Got it. All right. Now, what about the day as a whole? Like, how do you feel like that draft day played out? Were there any moments where you felt like you had to make too quick of a decision and you weren't sure about it, or did it feel like you were really strong and steady? Just what was your experience of draft day? So uh, it was me, Storm, and Kyle. We really did our research, um, put a lot of hours into it, to be honest. I did a, a mock draft. He did a mock draft. And then we had Kyle, like, just look over it real quick because Kyle knew – everybody knew we were picking Kyle first round. So we had him just look over it real quick. And um, we had no really – we really only had, like, one surprise that went earlier than we thought. But we had so many backups. We were, we were ready. Like, it, I felt like it was a perfect amount of time between each pick. Um, it could have even went quicker. But 
Yeah, as far as the production side, it felt like it just started going really fast for us. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was going fast. I'm saying, like, as far as the time we're allowed to pick, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, but I mean, like, in yeah. terms of analyzing the pick, and then I'll, like, in 90 seconds, it goes, it was, you guys weren't even taking 90 seconds. So then it was like, okay, then this pick. Okay, then this pick. Okay. It was like, we couldn't even okay. process. Hey, I'm curious, Jimmy, what, what is your opinion of the couple trades that have gone down? Um, the one trade, yeah, trading your first round for a third round. I'm not, I don't like it. I, yeah. I don't, <laughs> and to quote Anthony, um, because they had, they drafted Berkeley, Texas drafted Berkeley to help them draft their team. So they started to draft a lot of their players from Berkeley's opinion, and then they traded Berkeley for Jordan Gamba. I don't know. Not a fan. Weird. I like, weird, the, right? I like the Michigan trade. It was, uh, it's kind of expected. Shermer Horn going to Michigan. So I like that one. Okay. Yeah, who's the sleeper on your team that you were just expecting that you wanted to get in the late rounds and you were kind of surprised that they fell to you? Do you have one on your squad? Brennan Ballard. Oh, yeah. Good pickup. Brennan Ballard going sixth round. I picked him up, and uh, there's three tables of team captains looked at me. Like, I, like they were shocked that I picked him up. And then an, a whole team of t- captains ran over and wanted to trade him right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brennan's really good you know he's just been quiet you know we haven't seen him a lot um but us and callie know how good he is uh really good pickup i agree agree. also um you got a couple east east coast boys there too and burgess and farrell i think a lot of people don't know about burgess yet yeah even uh joe regan like all those northeast people a lot of people don't know him burgess and uh and he plays with directy they had a couple big upsets recently um well, you would call them upsets, you know what I mean, because they're favorite teams. But they could definitely throw. Throwing 10 PPR is easy. Throwing SIVA bags as well. We have, like, four SIVA bag throwers on our team. Were there any players that you picked uh, not just because of talent? Like, you thought they would just kind of round out the team in terms of personality or energy or chemistry? Yeah, so, I mean, yes and no. I mean, we went with talent and personality because, like, everyone on our team, I feel like, is really – won't get mad at their other partners like they're pretty nice guys mm-hmm. and then they uh they want to win though that's the most important thing they have to drive it to win i picked a lot of rookie pros because it's their first year so like if you would go to like a, a veteran pro they might not care about teams as much so mm-hmm. I, I went with a lot of rookie pros to or we i should say to like uh make sure they're motivated to win yeah, how important was it for you to keep regional? Because you do have, like you said, a couple of Northeastern players. Um, <clears throat> I, I thought it was a cool idea to keep regional, but it wasn't really what we were going for. We just went best available with personality fits. Mm. So at that time, uh, I think it was like it was a hundred and or hundred and tenth pick to go Joe Regan, and he was still available. Surprised me, but not many people know him, so I get that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about Brent Smith. Um, whenever you picked him in the fifth round, I was kind of like, who is this guy? And, yeah, what am uh, I missing? I tried to do some research on him, and I really couldn't find much on his Facebook. So give us a little bit of insight on Brent Smith. Yeah, personally, I don't know him. Um, they gave us the papers of everyone's PPR, what they throw, who they are, how old they are. Kyle said, we need to pick him up because either Florida's going to take him or Georgia's going to take him. He throws a 9.7 on the season throwing combats sticky carpet he's throwing a 9.7 on the season okay so he's pairing him with then 
What's that? Who do you plan on pairing him with then? Probably Jacob, who also throws combats. Okay. But I say, so you uh, want pure stats on that one. Yeah. I, I mean, he's also in Florida. So if he's in Florida and he's throwing good, usually means he's good. <laughs> I would agree with that. Do you think that there's any weight? I, I have two questions. Did you weigh in at all the idea of broadcast experience, like whether or not they can stand the pressure of the broadcast and or social media presence? So, no, honestly, we, we solely pick, picked players based off of personality and best available because broadcast appearance, if we got to the broadcast court, then I'd worry about it because then we're already probably in the finals. I don't know how teams going to work this year. I know we have one rounders in the broadcast, but I mean, for the, like the finals, I don't think we play every game on the broadcast court. So I'm fine just only playing the finals on the broadcast court. And that means we made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How about social media? No, I mean, social media is important to market like ourselves, but it's not important as far as throwing. But what about like the other side, right? Like think about other sports. What if you have the person, your team that's going to, you know, run their mouth on social media and get in arguments with people. And then they're representing your team. That That's my job is to uh, get in arguments with people on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I can't resist. I know the feeling. So looking back at the draft as a whole, we talked about your sleeper. What is one pick that went late in the rounds on another team? And you're kind of looking at like, man, I wish I would have had that one. Who is somebody that kind of slipped away? Yeah. There was one that stood out and I'm like, how is he still available? I forget who it was. Yeah. So we, we actually, your updated, updated um, list of best available that, that was showing up on the TV screen was not the same one that we had on our Excel charts. So we were looking at our best availables, and one of the late rounds we went to pick one of our players, we probably could have gotten like one round, one, one round later if we seen who was on the best available on the TV. We missed it. So like we picked our player, then it showed the best available, and it's like, oh, I didn't even know he's still available. Yeah, so that was because you're moving them to that one, right, Wally, from the spreadsheet? Yeah, so the, the way that it worked, I don't know if you're looking at Anthony's screen or the broadcast screen. The way that it worked is I went on my computer and I updated it. And then Anthony has his own spreadsheet. So he has to refresh his list every single time that he goes to it. So there's as much as they're going back and forth to Anthony, there's probably a couple times where he didn't refresh it and have the updated list. But this was going you know, off of Trey's list. And I tried going straight down as much as I possibly could. There were a couple times where the picks started skipping a little bit. And there's a little gap, and I was like, "Oh, I got to scroll to the top." So there might have been one or two that, that I'll put. I'll put that on me, Jimmy. I'll take responsibility. No, I'm not. I'm not blaming you, Wally. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying that like, the list was different, so we just didn't know he was available, and it would just flash, and we couldn't see the the actual TV board from there. So yeah, we're trying to watch on our phone, and like every, I don't know, it was just busy. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty chaotic and a lot of fun at the same time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Any thoughts on how you want to try to get fans for your team so you can get fans in the stands? Yeah. So I think we did a good job of going regional based. Um, so like all the Northeast people can't root against us, even if they want to, you know what I mean? Cause we have six like Northeast players. True. So true. Also um, I know tornado has a good social media following. He gets like, he has a uh, 10,000, I think followers on Facebook. So when he goes live, he's getting 200 viewers live. No problem. So that's a good way to build. I know he sh he like uh, he shouts out his sponsors and everything, just shouting out 
woodchucks, I'm sure, would be yeah. a big help. Well, you've already got Trey Ryder in your corner. I asked him before the – I said, we should oh, get yeah. a hat, and we all have to declare our team. He's like, oh, woodchucks, right away. Yeah, he declared like, woodchucks. Yeah, so yeah. he declared really? woodchucks right away, right That's at the draft. Great. He's that a New England sports fan, that's why. Yeah, I think Misha's staying regional, too. She's taking the Callie. easy route. Okay. I did not. You pick Where'd your you team, Wally? I picked my team. Well, who is with, it? I'm going with the Florida Freeze. Oh. I mean, they yeah. picked my boy, Jeremy Frazier. And the controversy was going to be my next question, so it's a good segue. We were talking to Trey about it, and I said, Cheyenne Renner is the defending champion. She was the captain. She picked the team. She should be the defending champion. He says, no, the Woodchucks won it. So the Woodchucks are the defending champion. So I guess congratulations, Jimmy. You're defending your title that you never got. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so you're going with the three, the three national champions already on one team. That's where you're going with, Wally. I like it. Hey, winners win. Shoot or shoot. I, yeah. My pick, my picks are pretty flawless, Jimmy. I don't know if you've been following, bagging, and bragging much so far this season, but <laughs> M- Misha and I don't miss. I don't know. You always change your picks whenever they start losing, so we'll see. A hundred percent, yeah, <laughs> that is facts right there. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out, Jimmy. No like, problem. Well, I'm not yeah, wrong, well, but I do. Kyle Malone it. was my pick in Upland. Like, what was that yeah, like, f- four rounds in? <laughs> After my other four picks in that same bracket got eliminated. Oh yeah, I- yeah. Yeah, you had, uh, I believe you had like me and yeah. Vincent Frisch, and then we both lost. So then he went Kyle. Yeah. Hey, so hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, can I put you on the spot? Yeah. Okay. If you if if you weren't part of the teams, you didn't have a team. Who do you think is one of the strongest teams besides yours? So if you were to only look at like just draft picks. Yeah. Um, besides mine. Oof. Yeah, besides yours. So ours is number one. I would go with. <laughs> I kind of like the. I think it was the Cutters. I like okay. the Cutters team. Uh, Harbaugh's team, the Ringers. The Ringers had a really good uh, draft. Because every time, like, we were, I mean, it was never going to come back to us, but every time we are in the picks, Harbaugh would pick one of our players that we were looking at. And then the Flo- and then Florida would be third. Ah, there you go. There you go, Wally. But that's not judging captains. That's just judging the players. Yeah, the draft, the draft right. Yeah, I mean, and there's so much we can't really predict in terms of what's intangible that makes teams win besides just pure talent. Like, you know, sometimes when you put a bunch of studs on a team, it doesn't work, right? Like, so there's a lot more that goes into it than just looking at that. But, yeah, just based on drafts, just curious your thoughts. All right, Wally. One quick question, Jimmy. Uh, You've been kind of hinting out there, but I want to know, who is the best Warzone player in the ACL? (laughs) Ooh, that's tough. You, Wally, you, you are, are you okay with the answer if I say it? It's definitely not me, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, right now, I'd say probably Tony. Tony Smith? Tony Smith, yeah. Uh, I haven't played Warzone. I'm not a fan of it, so I just stay away from it. That's why he wasn't at the draft, playing too many video games. He was Whoa. definitely. Shots fired. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, it's been awesome catching up with you and your dog. <laughs> We've enjoyed this walk with you. Um, but uh, we will uh, close out here. Thank you so much for your time and good luck to your team. Yep, Thanks for having Jimmy. me, guys. All right, Bubba. All right, welcome back. And we are going to spend some time diving into the specifics of the draft. We want to look at some of the teams, or all the teams actually, 
and kind of have a little conversation about what they did and, and what we think. And honestly, being there, Wally, like, I don't even know what the teams are. Like, it's such a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah, I remember there one specific point they came and said, Wally, what do you think about the draft so far? Who's the team that stands out for you? I'm like, I don't know. I've been copying and pasting for like the last three hours nonstop because I was trying to update three different computers at one time. And I was like, these captains are going to take forever. No, they were flying. Lightning yeah. fast. <laughs> so this is this is kind of going to be my first look at all these teams. Me too. Yeah. This is going to yeah. be like my first look at the teams besides, you know, Cali Slingers because I spent time talking to them. But other than that, I honestly don't even know what the teams are. So uh, <laughs> it was all a whirlwind and I'm excited to take a look at them. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, I'm doing it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're always in charge. <laughs> I'm in charge. Okay, good to know. Uh, all right, we got the maze. I do remember from this one, the Lexi Hugeback pickets, round seven. Yeah, Lexi Hugeback. I feel like the ladies kind of got pushed back to the end of the draft for some reason. Not sure if we're looking at PPRs or matchups and stuff like that, but Lexi, uh, she got in through the conference qualifier. She is a strong thrower. She could hang with the best of them. We do see some main broadcast cord yips out of her, but for the most part, I think she can hang with pretty much anybody she wants. I do want to focus on um, Anthony Mayball, though. He had a strong weekend, and him and Bracey Blanton kind of started off a little shaky, but then they, they battled back. So the Missouri Mays have a decent roster of all Midwest people, and I'm thinking that they're all fighters. But I want to yeah. see how they handle this 10-round format. And, you know, if they start slow, they could be in trouble. Yeah, definitely. They went the regional route. Not everybody did, but they definitely did. All right. Next one is the Ringers. This was uh, Devin Harbaugh's team. He did draft a rookie first round in Justin Burton Jr. And then he got Adrian Brunson, the PDC player from here in Cali. Uh, so I love love that he's on that team, and it's probably I'm assuming because Devin played with Vincent Frisch, who's Adrian's uh, doubles partner a lot of the time. So he probably had some conversations with him. Um, but yeah, it looks like a good team. Yeah, I think getting Adrian in the fourth round is kind of a sleeper pick. Um, there was a little bit of chatter about PDC players getting picked up so much, but when you got a player like Adrian Brunson. Um, and even Vincent Frisch, for that matter. It's, but that's it's, an age uh, thing, right? Yeah. Like, they would be pros if they were older. Yeah, I was just going to say, they're. I mean, they're top-tier players, and if you put them in the top 100 at the end of the season, I think they're going to be there. So I, I like that pick in the fourth round for the ringers. Good job on Devin. I do, too. And David Ryan. David Ryan, you know, he, people were wondering how he was going to play with his son, Alec, and if he was going to match. And I think David's been showing what he can do in, in, in at least a doubles format. Yeah, we, we talked a lot, too, about or with uh, Devin in the interview about how he wanted to get the partners paired up. We were worried about, or not worried, we were questioning who he wanted to go with Creek Killer. Well, there you go. Second round, Jacob Foreman answers that right off the bat. Absolutely. And and he did say that that was someone they were, they were wanting to get, and they did. Yep. All right, Carolina Coasters. This was the favorites going into the draft. Uh, also, the, also the controversy. Yeah, <laughs> with the controversial the, trade. Yeah, the trade. The, the one first for trade. The three. Yeah, and during the event, like the event wasn't even over, um, right? So we're in the middle of the draft with this with this major trade, uh, which left Canva very confused. You know, going from a first to a third. Uh, Berkeley pair going to the team, not surprising to me. Yeah, uh, one player on this list that stands out to me: pick, pick number seven, David Morse. 
Uh, when we look at the best available list, we're all kind of just like David Morse is there. Like David Morse is there. Like we want to turn around and yell at the captains, like, "Hey, David <laughs> do you Morse know? Is still there, guys?" And finally, whenever he got picked, we like, kind uh, of, ah, there we go. It's all relaxed. Well, and I, and I was saying, and I don't feel like I said it so eloquently on the draft, but I was saying that David Morse adds more value than just a good player. Like his brain is valuable. The way he looks at the game is valuable. Yeah, he could help out as far as the pairings go. So teaming him up with Jamie Graham is going to be a, you know almost a sub-captain that you pick up in the seventh round, smart pick, and then number 13 there, Drew Brown, Mr. Irrelevant. He's going to be playing with the, I don't know if he's got a chip on his shoulder, really. I think he's just kind of happy to be there and chill. So yeah, looking forward oh, to seeing yeah. what Mr. Irrelevant does. I think that's a strong 13th pick. Agreed. All right, the Spinners, this Mark Richards team, another pretty heavy uh, favorite team here with Philip and, and Nico. Um, Nico, shouldn't have had the number he had in in the standings. So he, he's you know much higher on the list in my mind. Um, but who stands out to you here? I would say number six, Blake Karnick. Um, rookie this season, had a very strong run. I believe he ended up going to the Final Four, winning his bracket in East Moline Open number three. So pretty strong singles player. Um, teamed up with Steve Schrader this year. I'm looking forward to seeing what Blake can do in the doubles format. Um, kind of quiet. But I think he'll make a lot of noise on the boards. Yeah, and then we already know Brendan Selmeyer plays plays out in teams. The biggest <laughs> shot of the season. I mean, <laughs> Anthony doesn't like it. but He doesn't like it. <laughs> Game's yeah, great. I mean, if you're only going to hit one shot, Brandon, might as well be that one, man. Yeah, and I love the first-round pick in Tyler Porthris, and I know that definitely threw the coasters for a loop there. They were hoping to get him. So a uh, good, good pick up there for the for the spinners. Yeah, Tyler Poitras was on a lot of people's radar. They were trying to figure out when they can get him and, you know, who they would pair him with. And then whenever he went to the Chicagoland Spinners, everyone was kind of like, that's not fair. They got four now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, the, the Las Vegas high rollers. So Tanner went and picked his partner in easy, which I think uh, was was smart. Um, you know, we got Alan Rawls, Kobe Costanza, Jeremiah Hector, a big come up in the sixth round. He's been trending up. So it looks like a good team. What do you think? Yeah, I, I love the reaction from Chris Seaton. He sat around the entire six or seven hours, whatever it was, and he was just humble to be there, very happy. And then when he got drafted, Tanner wanted to make sure that he walked up to the podium, announced him personally, gave him his hat, and no one was happier in the building than Chris Seaton. But one player that stands out for me is Jay Dotson. I'm going mm -hmm. through the stats. And I was doing my mock draft, and, and Jay Dotson not only has a high PPR, but a high DPR, and mm. he's doing it in a pretty strong region. So I haven't seen Jay Dotson this year, but the stats are showing me that we might have a strong version of Jay Dotson back, and the high rollers picking him up in the fifth. Good good pick there. Nice. All right, the Timber. I called out a Timber picking Frank Maudlin, and then uh, Vincent Frisch, another young PDC player out of Cali. I was saying, you know, the – the first three PDC players, I believe it was the, the first three PDC players, or at least three of the PDC players were from Cali. So, so shout out to them. And then the, the name that I kept saying, don't sleep on Donald cup <laughs> pick up uh -huh. in the seventh round. I mean, somehow he is able to run through those, those uh, brackets, especially on the senior side. We're seeing that. So uh, great pickup there. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Donald cup was one of these guys who I was looking at. I'm like, Donald cup is, not just the loud guy who's sitting in the front row on ESPN. Donald yeah. Trump is a thrower, man. He's out yeah, here he throwing is. right down the middle a lot more. Than, like He doesn't really have the most uh, 
what's like silhouette worthy release and yeah. form. You know what I mean? You're not going to put him on a <laughs> on a decal. Yeah, he's not going to be the, the cornhole poster of of, uh, of flat bags. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be pretty as long as it goes in. Another pick who I think is strong, and I, I can't believe he lasted this long going to the fifth round, Byron Sisson. Agreed. By- Byron Sisson showed a lot of talent in the first open, and yep. he's been actually pretty consistent throughout the season. I'm looking forward to seeing Byron Sisson in singles um, for the rest of the season, but putting him in this team format, I'm going to be curious to see who they pair him up with. Um Eric Anderson was on my best available list twice. You know, my bet on that, Anthony. Kind of left you hanging. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Timber could be a sneaky good team. They got a lot of strong names. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how they pair all these up, though. I think that was my biggest concern when I was watching the Timber. You know, who who's going to throw with who? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good call. All right, the Bully Baggers, the other side of the controversial trade, getting Jordan Camba. Uh, for Berkeley pairs. They're getting a first round pick for their third round. Um, I was surprised they didn't take AJ Sims first, but they did were able to grab him on the second. Exactly. So yeah, that, that definitely worked out for them. And um, of course they had to get the Texas uh, mom or grandma. <laughs> I'm not sure what they call her, but Deborah Odom um, there right, right where she belongs. So uh, what do you think about the bully baggers? Uh, I like the bully baggers team. They did pretty much what Jimmy Evans and his squad did. They kept it regional. Um, I don't know if any of these teams are actually going to put together, you know, like team practices or anything like that, but they, uh, they'll all have a good chance of looking at each other and figuring out how they're throwing lately or, you know, what bags they're familiar with. And I think that they should be able to pair up their squads a little bit better than uh, the timber based on their variety here. Uh, One player that stands out for me is going to be Josh Glover. Number six, Josh Glover has always been a strong thrower. Um, it's his first year as an ACL pro, but I believe he has always been near the top as far as players. And I, I'm not really sure that he's comfortable being an ACL pro just yet. Hmm. I feel like he's still trying to prove himself. Like whenever I talk to Got him it. coming into draft day, he's like, or uh, shootout day, he's like, I just want to throw good enough so somebody recognizes me to put me on their team, you know? Hmm. So there you go. You got picked in the sixth round, Josh. So that lets me know that not, people do know who you too are. Shabby. Yeah, hopefully that got rid of all the nerves for you. You can just kind of settle down and start throwing. That's a confidence booster for sure. Yeah. Next, we got the Cali Slingers. So this is uh, my, my team here. Uh, Alec Ryan went first overall. Not only is Alec an amazing thrower, I was saying that he's just a, a great guy. So excited. Obviously, the one that, that people were s- surprised about was Travis Purser in the second round. But as I uh, said on Around the ACL, they've actually gotten some requests for him. Um, so maybe it was uh, something we didn't know there. But I think the steal right there is Ricky G in the eighth round. Yeah, I love the Cali Slingers top eight picks. I haven't seen enough out of Dalton and below to kind of fill out the roster. But in this team's format, you don't have to win every single match. So their top yeah. eight are very, very strong. Um, Alec Ryan, yeah, I mean, Tony. I like the way that's pairing up. Travis Purser, in my opinion, is stronger than some of the assistant captains on these teams. So I think he's a sleeper. And uh, Rosie Streaker, was she the first female drafted? Uh, no, I think um, Cameron went first. I think Cameron Belvin went first, maybe. Okay, e- either way, Rosie's on a tear. Her kids are excited that they're on the Blue Bear team. 
That was, that was probably bear. one of the highlight moments that of was, the draft. That was the moment of the draft. The blue bears. <laughs> I love that yeah. part. All right. We're yeah. going to take a quick well, real, break. Real quick we'll before get back we take a break. Real quick before we take the break, I want to give a shout out to Bracey Blanton and Zach Angleton on that team. They are two strong players from the Midwest that, you know, Anthony knows about the Rocket Zach Angleton because he threw an 11 ghost, or I think he beat an 11 ghost or 10 and a half, whatever. And then Bracey Blanton, a strong player, picked in the fourth round that nobody knows about. I was surprised. So, Callie Slingers, all right, I'll watch you guys. <laughs> You're like, okay. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with the uh, rest of the teams. All right. All right, let's get back into it. You ready, Wally? I'm ready. Here, here we go. We got Florida Freeze. And uh, we found out earlier in your interview with Jimmy that this is your team now. This is the team you're standing behind. So I'm talk to us them. about it. I'm taking them. Yeah, you're picking them. All right. Obviously, having Alex Charles and Cheyenne in the uh, captain's seats, huge for your talent. But whenever you go down this list, what I see is some slick bag, high PPR um, players who can get out of jams based off of, you know, sliding around a bag and leaving the blocker in play or hitting an airmail. Ryan Hart, very underrated. Steve DeRickey, players didn't know about him. Uh, obviously, my guy Jeremy Frazier came in Presley. There's two different versions of Cameron, as we talked about during the draft. But I'm excited to see this. Sarah Cassie, you see they're picked in the fifth round. But then what they did on the back half of the draft with Courtney Coy, Emery Parker, Clayton, and Lamar, I just I just think that this team is already paired up for you. And mm. I, I, I can see them winning five or six out of the seven every single time. All right. There you go. The Kentucky Colonels. This was a team that uh, Anthony and Trey talked about being super strong, um, headed there by Matt Guy. But uh, Anthony mentioned that he thinks that maybe some of their picks were due to what we were saying on the draft. <laughs> like, how come no one's picked up Dave Sutton? How come no one's picked up Sam Finley? How come no one's picked up Nate Boyer? <laughs> so I don't know if that went into their strategy, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that uh, they might have relied heavily on the draft board, but I, I do like what they've done with it. Um, Nate Voyer picked a little bit later than most people thought were going to be. Kevin Smith Jr., Kimberly Glass, very high PPR thrower. Um, I want to focus on Tom Gorski, though. I like what I'm seeing out of Tom Gorski this season. He He's not exactly the most marketable guy, and he does throw bags in front of the board that we call the Gorski. But whenever he's in the <laughs> hole or hitting airmails, Tom Gorski is very consistent and a very good shot. So picking him up in the 11th, I think right. he's actually going to be a huge factor. I, I would probably even pair him up with Bob Vonch and just let them go to town. Yeah, I think that's that's a good idea as well. The the Arizona Burn. These were quite possibly the most prepared of all the teams. Yeah, she had spreadsheets after spreadsheets after spreadsheets. Shout out to Athena for putting in all that work. Ty Lopez was there drafting with her as well. Um, Maya Onfaya, their final pick in there. Pick number eight, though, Christian Brown. Uh, Anthony mentioned it, and he was right on point during the um, draft. You're not going to get high PPRs out of Christian Brown. He's a Midwest thrower here out of Kansas City. He's got all the tools. Mental game is where I think he needs to improve a little bit. But going to be interested to see how they pair him up with, you know, Brandon Jones is sitting there. Um, this is another team where I'm kind of confused on the pairings. I'm not sure if they had a game plan on who they wanted to pair with who or if they just wanted to take the best player on their list. But strong throwers, just kind of confused on the pairings. 
the Georgia Sliders. Uh, this is a great looking team. Uh, Ryan Smith in the first round. Love that. Yeah, see Cameron Belvin in the third. I think that was the okay. first female to go. Yeah. Bella in the fourth. And then Bella in the fourth. Yeah, so picked up a couple of the women early on and picked up a couple of women in the back half, right? Tiffany Price and Wendy Selmeyer. Uh, so Noah Wooten, uh, I think he did a good job here. Yeah, I mean, Noah Wooten's team is one that I probably could have drafted exactly how he was based on what I know about Noah because they were kind of confused on the on the um, front desk, <laughs> whatever they were called, because they were trying to figure out the ties to all these people. I mean, it's it's contraband, it's loyalty, it's mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a tight group. This is almost going to be like Brat Pack 2.0. Got it. All right. The Michigan Marauders, the next team to do a trade, which probably isn't reflected here, is it? Yeah. No, it's not. I, I don't. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, so Carson Getting Gabe Dolan, their fifth and sixth pick, uh, went to the Ohio Aviators for Jeremy Shermerhorn. So that's going to be a change here. Yeah, I like what they did in the draft here. Um, we talked to – I drove home with Nico, and we were kind of talking about this squad. And I like what they did with their pairings. You can see Tom Walter there. He's going to be thrown with Daniel Walker Jr., so that pairing makes sense. Um, Chris Day I've thrown with quite a bit. If you remember last season, he won the blind draw with uh, Matthew Morton in Chicago. The Got player it. that stands out to me right here is pick number seven. Trevor Kufis and Jared Kufis are squatted up together, and they had a very, very strong run, not just in the shootout, but in doubles as well. So if you can get the Kufi teamed the up Kufi. together, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be kind of surprised that teams let him fall to the seventh round back to the Michigan Marauders. Yeah, agreed. The Virginia Cutters headed off by Justin Stranger pick up Ryan Wiedenfeld, a rookie, and I think I think you kind of like that guy, huh, Wally? Yeah, I'm gonna do some more research on him, but I, I I'm interested to see what he does <laughs> this season. That's my guy. That's your guy. That's my guy. Uh, one player though. stands out here, Adrian Johnson, in the tenth round. I'm kind of surprised yeah. he fell that low. I, I I felt like Adrian brings a lot to the table. Um, not just the social media side to kind of get your team out there. Strong shot, but just a positive person. Mm-hmm. And, well, and it, there's no more, there's no better team player than Adrian Johnson. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, this is well-rounded. You got Leston Allen, Adrian Johnson, Timothy Pitcher, James Washington. I mean, are, are those all – I think they're all gladiator players, aren't they? I don't, You know, I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, but I mean, I I think that this is going to be a pretty strong team for the simple fact that they did match up teams very, very well. Their pairings are tight. I like it. Yeah, that's a fair point. The Ohio Aviators, the other side of that draft, so they're going to drop Sean Markov, their 12th pick, and they're going to pick up the two players, Gabe Dolan and Carson Getty, which I think is a great, in terms of who won that trade, I do like the Ohio side of that. Yeah, I definitely like the Ohio side of that as well. I think you're getting two strong players. Um, we did see Gabe Dolan have a deep run. Carson Getty's starting to put it all together this season. Their 13th pick to me stood out this week. And Nicole Pratt yeah. from Ohio, she threw very, very well. I, I kind of went into this weekend thinking she was a social media presence. And she was throwing pretty consistent 10s and 12s. And her composure on the board surprised me. Same. She never once looked like she got frustrated. She's throwing very well. Ashton Spees, I got to give him some credit. He threw very well in singles as well. I think I made him mad saying that 
you know, you're, you're not supposed to be there because, you know, we, nobody would pick you to win. All right, Ashton, I apologize. You're throwing very well on me. Looking forward to it. Now, the only thing is you got to stay there because when yeah. you fall off, I'm going to call you out on that too. <laughs> wow. Wow. He, he, uh, wants on the, he wants on the radar. There you go. I agree. I think Nicole Pratt was a big, I was talking about her in earlier rounds. I mentioned her on the draft about how she's probably not well known yet amongst all the other players, unless you're in the Ohio area, but she is uh, an incredible talent. And, you know, we just saw her in the shootout so far, and that's a single elimination type of format. So, you know, wait till we get to a double elimination. I think she's going to show uh, how, how far she can go. And then our very last one is the new England woodchucks. Uh, we had Jimmy Humans on to talk a little bit about this, and he mentioned that one of his sleeper picks was Brennan Ballard, which I agree with. But what else stands out to you here on this team? I think for this entire team, it's not going to be a straightforward down-the-middle type game. Mm-hmm. I think that they're all going to be cutting on the board left to right, you know, rolling or doing some version of it. Um, Sean Farrell in the 10th round is a pretty strong pick as far as PPRs and kind of just going straight in. I think he'll have a... Um, good run as a pro this year as far as these round limited formats go. But Mark Burgess, a name that's starting to pop up deep in the brackets in the ninth. But we, we already talked about Brennan Ballard there in the sixth round. Just huge pickup. All right. Those are our 16 teams so far. I'm sure we're going to see more trades. There's going to be some changes there. Um, but as it stands, that's what we have. And uh, looking forward to the first uh, you know national where we get to see them play. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I, I, I want to see how the, they pair up and what roster is actually going to stay the same before the first uh, exactly. team's event. Exactly. All right, that's all we have time for today. We will see you guys all next time. <laughs>